0: Greetings, family, welcome to the Healthy Black Love Podcast, where we support each other as we navigate our way to healthier romantic relationships. I'm your host and fellow navigator, Dr. Drea. Each episode, we will focus on self-work as a change agent in our lives. Self-work is the process of cultivating your own growth and healing. The more you take ownership of where you are and where you want to be, the more you and your partner can navigate your relationship in a healthy direction. Please be aware that although this podcast includes mental health information, it is not a replacement for individual or marriage therapy. With that being said, let's get started. Hello, Black people. Thank you for joining me for episode 21 of the Healthy Black Love podcast. Today's topic is Is the American Dream for Black Couples? And there's a lot I want to say and share with you about this topic, so I'm going to jump right in. The wealth gap data tells us that despite Black people being in the United States for over 400 years, the American Dream is still outside of reach for many of us. In 2019, the average wealth for a Black household was about $24,000 in comparison to white households at $189,000. This is mostly due to systematic efforts and policies that have and continue to economically disadvantage Black Americans. When we consider the health of our relationships and marriages, should Black Americans continue to set our sights on achieving the American dream? So um, an example of this would be an engaged couple deciding to buy a house prior to or immediately after getting married. So that's one of those American dream goals, achievements. And thinking about real life examples, I think about a friend of mine who, um, and if she's ever listening to this particular podcast episode, she'll know I'm talking about her. This was an interracial marriage. It was a white woman and a black man. Once they got engaged, like they immediately started talking about getting a house. And I thought it was kind of interesting that the minute they got engaged, their focus became getting a house, buying a house so that they could be in this house by the time that they were actually married, okay? And so they were looking for houses and whatnot, and eventually they did find a house. They moved in together like to a rental property that they were in, and this is before marriage, but they moved into their home. They bought and moved into their home about a month prior to getting married. And so this was very, very important to them to get into this house around the time or before them getting married. And it's interesting because in my mind, I was just kind of like, okay, you're engaged. Why do you have to get a house right now? Like, why is that essential to right now? But I think a lot of it was being pushed by my white friend. Because that is the whole idea behind the American dream. You get married and buy a house around the same time. You have your kids, you know, all those things, the 2.5 kids and all that. So I really think that not so much that this black man didn't want that, but I think being married to a white woman, engaged to a white woman, that idea of the American dream was way more pressing because that's what white people abide by. That is their dream. That is what was set for them in this country. I think that not that black people don't also want the same thing or don't also look for houses around the time of getting married, but I think that it became a lot more immediate and essential and urgent for them because of having a white person within that, that marriage. So I want to talk about this um, because for Black people, especially Black people marrying Black people, this may be a completely different scenario, all right? So what is the American dream? Like we hear this term a lot. What is it and where did it come from? The first idea of the American dream came from the Declaration of Independence, Which mentions life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And the Declaration of Independence was written in 1776. But the actual term, the American Dream, was first written in a book called Epic of America by James Truslow Adams in 1931. And in this, Adams says, A land in which life should be better and richer and fuller for everyone, with opportunity for each according to ability or achievement, regardless of fortress circumstances of birth or position. Adams in 1931 brings out this book. He basically was talking about like, life should be better for everybody here in the U.S. Everybody should be able to have great things and have more and achieve more, despite if you came from a wealthy background or not, right? However, when we talk about this, are we talking about Black people? And so should Black people strive for this idea? One thing we need to realize is that in 1776, when the Declaration of Independence was being written, black people were still slaves, okay? So this was not for us. This was not for us. This was not about us, okay? When this first idea of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, they were not considering us at all. And then when Epic of America was written, Black people, although we were no longer slaves in 1931, we still were living under segregation, Jim Crow laws, things like that. So this was not written for us. So we need to understand that when these documents that were written, that we're talking about, that talks about this American dream, they were never intended for us. It was never about us. And so despite the language used, terms like everyone in the Epic of America book, or inalienable rights in the Declaration of Independence, they never took Black people into consideration as these things were written in this ideal life. Today, the American dream is demonstrated through home ownership, children, middle to upper class status, cars, etc. And it's often measured by if generations are able to make more money than their parents. Disability ability has decreased with each generation, with those born in the 1980s only having a 50% chance of making more money than their parents due to the increasing impact of inequality. Now, I must note that college graduates still earn more than their parents, so education is one solution. But do realize other issues like corporate power, which is valuing profits over wages, uh, the decline of two-parent homes, and ineffective tax policies where the rich get tax cuts instead of the middle class continue to hurt our ability to make more money, okay? What does that mean for Black people? It means continued systematic and institutional racism. Like I said, these same documents, as well as others written before the Civil Rights Act of the 1960s, do not completely apply to or protect the freedom of blacks to pursue happiness in any way, including economically. So when we are going after the American dream, we are being pushed back against or held back or oppressed often by these various policies, by these various documents that never intended us to be happy, wealthy, to have this American dream. I want to talk to you guys about redefining our life goals with Black American dreams versus looking at this American dream that was really for white folks. Let's just be honest about it. I think in having a healthy relationship or a healthy marriage, we have to consider how these systematic inequalities, especially economically, impact us and how they impact our relationship, our ability to get along We have to even think about the fact that the divorce rate, the second leading reason for divorce is money issues. Arguing about money is the top argument, period, between couples. The top reason for people getting divorced is infidelity. But money is the second. And like I said, when it comes to arguments, money is the top argument that people have. How we show up in this world and how we deal with our money and how we're treated economically impacts our ability to be together and be in a healthy relationship, right? So we need to redefine what that means if we weren't included in that ideal lifestyle of the American dream. If we weren't meant by whites to have this and if we continue to suffer from systematic and institutional racism that attempts to hold us back from capturing our own wealth capturing the American dream, capturing the things that everybody else is doing, what does that mean for us? How do we define what success is for us? And how do we not allow the system that has given us a goal and then made that goal unreachable for many of us? How do we survive and have healthy relationships in the midst of that? okay? I think a part of it is us redefining our goals. What do we want and need? And understanding that that does not have to look like the American dream in order for it to be fulfilling and influential. So what makes you and your partner feel safe, healthy, joy, and purposeful? I think that as Black people, those are the things we need to focus on. What makes us feel safe healthy, joyful, and purposeful. Because one of the things in this country is a lot of times we don't feel safe. Everything that happens seems to happen worse to us in the black community. So recently the overturning of Roe versus Wade by the Supreme Court has brought a lot of alarm to black people because we know that the people who will be hurt most by this new law or new precedent is going to be black people, black women. Because the reality is, if you have money, you can go to places that will allow you to have an abortion or do what you need to do, or or order online pills or whatnot. But when it comes to poor Black women, because we like we talked about the wealth gap twenty four thousand in comparison to one hundred and eighty nine thousand, we don't have that kind of access. If we live in states with these bars against abortion, we don't have the money to get to other places the way that white people can. Let's just be honest about this. So that means that this stuff is going to affect black women much more than white women. And not only that, because our criminal justice system is set up the way it is, any states like Texas that has these really horrible laws When it comes to abortion, if there is behavior that ends up leading to people being arrested and whatnot, it is going to lead to gelling and imprisonment of black women more than anybody else. Because when it comes to our criminal justice system, we always get the worst. We are always arrested and convicted more than whites. So this stuff hurts us more. Everything that happens in this country because of institutional and systematic racism, we we get it the worst. So it's important for us to think about our safety first and foremost, to think about our health, what makes us joyful and what makes us feel purposeful in this life. And so we need to redefine what our dreams are based on those characteristics, because white people aren't worried about their safety, obviously, because they don't care about changing gun laws. They don't care about people getting killed. They're not worried about their safety as much as we are. Let's think about do we want a home or land ownership? A lot of us may not even be thinking about staying in this country for our entire lives. We may be thinking about retiring somewhere else or even moving somewhere else even before retirement. So do we really want land ownership and home ownership? And I I know that one of the things that is commonly said, and that is probably true, that home and land ownership is the quickest way to wealth as far as that's where wealth is. But you kind of have to think about it like this. Okay, so you're telling me that if I buy a home and let's say I buy a home for $200,000. Okay, now I have $200,000 of wealth, but I really don't have $200,000 of wealth because I owe the mortgage company for 30 something years and I'm paying all this money and interest rates to the mortgage company for 35 years or however many years the loan is, 30 years. So yes, I have this home that I can sell, but even once I sell this home, I'm only going to make the equity in the home. That's all I'm going to make back unless now we're, you know, we've been seeing because of the pandemic, uh, there have been people making a lot more. But for the most part in general, if I have a home and the home is valued at $200,000 and let's say I've been in the home for five years and let's say there's $50,000 in equity in the home, that's what I'm going to make back in the sale for the most part. I really only have that $50,000. I really don't have that $200,000. And let's not even forget how in the past, when we would build up Black communities that had Black ownership, Black businesses and whatnot, they would end up either being burned down by mobs of white people or... We also had the issue of the government coming and taking over the land and building bridges, building expressways, highways, uh, flooding our neighborhoods, things like that. So um, at any time, even if you own your own home, uh, the government can come and take your land. I'm just saying that, yes, you know, home ownership is great. And if that's what you want to do, fine, do it. I'm not discouraging anybody from buying a home. But... I think that we should consider, is that what we really want? Or are we saying we want this? Because that is what has been sold to us as what we should be getting, right? Because that is what's a part of the American dream. You buy a home by a certain age or you buy a home if you're married. You get married. You have these kids. You do this. You do that. That's all a part of the American dream. So do we want that? Do we want kids? You know, we don't have to have kids if we don't want to. I'm not discouraging anybody from having kids if they want to or if they already have kids. But I'm just saying, is that what we want? Okay, because these are things that are included in the American dream. Do we want to work in corporate America? Or do we want to create and cultivate our own products and services? A lot of Black people are now creating their own businesses, their own products, their own services, because we're tired of corporate America. We're exhausted from corporate America. Is that what we really want, these white-collar jobs? Or do we want to do our own thing? Or do we want to build up our blue-collar work, you know, our blue-collar businesses? Like, do we want to focus on the arts? Like, we can do that. We don't have to fit into this pretty little box called the American dream. Is it necessary for us to make more than our parents? Or are we fulfilled in other ways? Like I said, the ability to make more than your parents is decreasing for many reasons. As I talked about before, those reasons having to be with corporate power and things like that. But also realize that as we get more and more education as Black people, the likelihood that we're going to make more than our parents becomes less. Because if our parents had master's and doctorate degrees and things like that, then us, getting those degrees, we may or may not make more money than them. So as we also get more and more educated um, as a people, we may see a decline in that being a part of that decline, an opportunity to make more money than our parents. But we see that that doesn't have to be our goal. When we were, for those of us who are coming out of poverty, then yes, you know, our goal is to make more money than our parents. But realize that some of us had great lives despite not having a lot of money. And so focusing on what makes us feel safe Healthy, joyful, and purposeful may be more important than just do you make more money than your parents? Because that's the focus of the American dream, and that doesn't necessarily always have to be the focus of Black Americans dreaming. Understand this the work hard to feel good about yourself notion was propaganda developed during the Industrial Revolution to get people to work more. Written and verbal language was used to make people believe that they were lazy or unpatriotic if they did not put in more hours. This propaganda fuels capitalism, and we see it in how we view people today who work less, as well as the things we tell ourselves to get us to work harder. Grinding, hustling, sleep when you're dead, make this money, all about my paper, secure the bag, book them blessed, etc., etc. These are the things that we say to ourselves and we say to others to get us to work hard, but it's really based on that initial propaganda That was used to get people to not take time with their family, not go on vacations, not rest, but instead work harder to make money and make items for corporations. So we're still utilizing that and still living and basing our lives and how we work based on things that were never about us being better people or us having what we need and want in life or us being healthy, but being about corporations making more stuff, okay? And that's why we, a lot of us are just tired and frustrated and burned out because it's never been about us, right? So consider how the dream impacts your marriage and your relationship. Are you always working and unable to spend quality time with your significant other? Are your financial resources constantly tied up And appearing to be successful through that house, that car, whatever, are you struggling to have something like a house or car? Because it's not really needed or going to make you happy, but society says that you're supposed to have it. So that's what you are trying to attempt to gain. Could you be happy with less? And would less be more or less strenuous on your relationship or your marriage? Going back to that idea that money is the second leading cause of divorce, realize that as we attempt to achieve this American dream, it is draining our ability to be in healthy Black marriages and healthy Black relationships. I think about a lot of the conversations that I see going on on social media and how it's always this thing about who's going to pay for the meal on a date or whatnot, if it's going to be the man or the woman, whether or not you bringing something to the table. Whether or not, it's always money focused. It's about if a woman is going to take a man based on whether or not he has enough money for her or if a man is going to take a woman based on whether or not she's gold digging or just after his money or after a free meal. All of that is money stuff. All that is money conversations and arguments. Us living in the society that is a capitalist society that is all about money and really the greed of the most wealthiest of us. And us living in the society that says you need to have all these things and work at all these things. We're, we're working ourselves to death. We are mentally unwell in many cases. We're doing all this grinding and hustling so that we can have the house, the car, the, all these things. But is that really making us happy? And how is that influencing our ability to be in a healthy relationship or to maintain our healthy marriage and so we have to have these conversations about the black community and how the american dream shows up for us i guess what i'm saying to you all is if you want that house if you want that car if there's things that you want that do make your marriage or your relationship better then go for it by all means I'm not trying to stop you from that. But what I am saying is that realize the American dream was never intended for us. And so if we stop focusing on things that weren't intended for us, you know, a lot of times with Black people, we've had to redefine who we are in this country. Because let's say, let's look at hair. You know, for a long time, Black people, we felt like we needed to have our hair be a certain way so that we could be accepted in the society. And today we're like, bump that. You know what I mean? If I want to wear my hair natural, I'm going to do it because that's the definition of who I am as a Black person in America. OK. And so in the same way, when it comes to economics, we also can redefine ourselves and say, hey, the American dream is not my dream. It's not the dream of my ancestors. This is what we value. We value family. We value community. We value being safe. And that is where we're going to put our focus on. And that doesn't mean that we're not going to work jobs. That doesn't mean that we're not going to buy houses or cars. It just means that our focus is not about killing ourselves in order to have all these things, especially at the detriment of our own mental health, our own selves, and our own relationships. I would love to hear what you guys think about all this. Uh, feel free to send me a message through Anchor. And if you are listening to this on Apple or Google or other podcast venues, feel free to go to anchor.fm slash drdrea and there you can leave me a message and let me know what you're thinking about all this. I would love to hear your ideas or you can email me. You can send me a message through my website, drdreawilson.com. whatever. Just let me know what you're thinking about this. I would love to hear about what you're thinking about when it comes to redefining the American dream and how do we have our own dreams, not their dreams, but our dreams. So I'm going to wrap this up. I'm not going to do a Black Factor today because all this has been about the Black Factor in this particular episode. We do need to focus on ourselves and we do need to redefine what is what we want instead of always going after what they have decided is important. Okay. Because I don't even know what, if they think if they know what they want. (laughs) I'll say that. I don't even know if they know what they want because it's always changing, but a lot of it is so rooted in control and domination. And we see that in every decision that is made. So I just want us to take care of ourselves and I want us to be happy and healthy in ourselves and in our relationships. Thank you for listening to this episode. Before you go, though, can you do me a few little minor favors? Okay, so one, if you can rate the show on whatever platform you're using, that would be really cool. But you can also take it a step further and you can um, leave me a review. That would also be, that would completely make my day, let me tell you the truth. So let people know what you, what you like about the show and what's working for you so that they can also um, try the show out for themselves. If you have family, friends, loved ones that could use some of this information, please share the show, uh, share it on your social media. You have complete permission to do that. I won't be mad at you. I actually will appreciate you a lot for doing that. So, uh, please share it with your friends and family, um, loved ones, whomever, I don't know, coworkers, share it with whoever. Uh, and if you're just more interested in finding out about me, um, and who I am or the podcast or what I do, check out my website, drdreawilson.com. You can also, of course, follow me on social media. I'm on IG at Dr. Drea Wilson, or you can follow the show at Healthy Black Love Podcast. Until the next time, I am Dr. Drea, and this has been Healthy Black Love.